In today's fast-paced world where the demands of work, family, and countless responsibilities can feel overwhelming, we often find ourselves longing for a moment of respite. Just a minute, a space where we can truly connect with our creator and nurture our souls and bodies. Friends, that is what we're talking about today. We're going to dive into practicing the Sabbath. And when I started this episode, I did a ton of research and I just felt overwhelmed. So this episode is the opposite of that. I am giving you permission slips. We are customizing it to your life and your family, but mostly we are focusing on how we can press pause on life and deepen our relationship with Jesus through this rhythm of Sabbath. I'm so excited to dig in with this with this with you. But before we start, I have to mention that as we're talking about Sabbath, as we're talking about abiding, we have to hear me. I'm inviting you to our first official retreat here in Tennessee called the Abide Retreat. The Abundant Women Collective is hosting it here October 20th to 21st in right outside of Nashville, Tennessee. You'll join me and several other women for a beautiful lake house, rest, but also we're going to dig into scripture and learn what it means to abide, how to how to do that in our everyday life, not just at a lake house. And we are going to rest and cultivate an intimate relationship with Jesus together. I am so excited. If this sounds like something that you absolutely need, please, please, please click quickly because one, we're running out of time. The payment plans, I am offering payment plans because I want it affordable to anyone who wants to come. Those are going to end soon because we're getting so close. And also there's only a few beds left. So make sure you run to our website, theabundantwoman.co slash retreat to get all of the information today. Now let's get ready for this episode where where we're going to learn all about Sabbath. Hey friend, welcome to the Abundant Woman Collective podcast. Do you want to grow in your faith and have an intimate relationship with Jesus? Do you wake up with big ambitious goals only to be overwhelmed and frustrated when you're way too busy and forgot to prioritize your time with him again? Hey, I'm Sam and I too was someone who craved a deeper relationship but was too busy to make it happen. I felt overwhelmed at trying to fit him in and wished I could be confident in my faith and identity. I wanted to read the Bible and actually understand what I was reading but I kept telling myself that I didn't have the time, the know-how, or the discipline or tools to make it happen until I found a little secret to get rid of the Christian checklist. In this podcast, you will find biblical truth, hope-filled conversations with women who are right where you are, and all of the practical tools to implement so that you will be able to deepen your relationship with Jesus. So grab your copy, Bible and pen, and let's dig in. So today, friends, we're diving into a topic that is close to my heart, finding rest and deepening our relationship with Jesus through the practice of Sabbath. Now, I have to be honest, because when I first heard of Sabbath, I was super intrigued, but it felt like a list of rules or things that I should or shouldn't be doing, and I didn't want any part of it. Or I would see on social media, darn social media, (laughs) and think maybe these people are just super put together, they have their life together, or they're just super holy, and it wasn't for me. Like, I disqualified myself. Today, we're going to talk about Sabbath in an entirely, hopefully, different light than what you've heard before, because I'm going to go through some scripture, duh. I'm going to write a big fat permission slip for you, 
and then give you some practical steps on how you can introduce Sabbath to your home. Let's jump in. In the beginning, (laughs) Genesis, we're starting first book of the Bible, starting off with a bang. After God created the world, he rested on the seventh day. It says, and on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had made, and he rested on the seventh day from all of his work. God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it. You can find that in Genesis 2, 2 and 3. So if God is our example, then I feel like, bam, what better way to mimic him than here in the first book of the Bible, in the first Genesis? He showed us what hard work looked like. He created, you know, like everything (laughs) in the first six days. And he didn't have to rest. He wasn't tired. He chose to show us what rest looked like. And that is incredible. In Exodus chapter 20, verses 8 through 11, we see something else. It says, remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but on the seventh day it's a Sabbath day to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you, your sons or daughters, or your servants, or your animals, or any foreigner residing in your towns. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and all that is in them, but he rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Sabbath is a sacred day to pause, to reflect, to rest, and to connect and abide with God. I know that you live in the same world I do. <laughs> it is crazy and busy and fast, and it can get so busy and our lives can get so incredibly busy with responsibilities, with raising kids, with going to school, with managing work, schoolwork, all the things, right? You each have your list and it's probably very long and it's so easy to put rest on the back burner. I've done it like forever (laughs) until recently, but we have to remember that even Jesus Well, first, even God in Genesis, the very first book of the Bible, he demonstrated what rest was. And again, multiple times throughout the Old Testament. And then again, Jesus, you know, our example, retreated to solitary places for prayer in Luke. And I love, and rest, I'm sorry, prayer and rest. I love that it says in Luke, but Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. The man, God himself, with all the people doing all the miracles and things in his short time here on earth, made it a priority to withdraw, to be alone, and pray. The Son of God made it a priority to be with his Father. Like, come on. Again, if our example is God and then Jesus, hello, they both retreated, they both rested, they both practiced some form of Sabbath. But I get it. You're probably maybe thinking, how in the world do we practice a Sabbath when we're already so busy, we're overwhelmed, overworked? Dude, I can't even fit all the stuff I have to do in the seven days that we have. I get it. I honestly wish that we practiced this years ago before life got busy. So if you're like, my life ain't that busy, start it, girl. I'm still talking to you. I wish we started it then, but I'm super excited to be doing it now. So whether you're crazy busy or not, Whether you have kids or you're single, whether you're young or old, I don't care. This is a practice that will change your life and deepen your relationship with Jesus. As a family, 
We have been needing it. As a mom, I have desperately needed it. As a woman who is learning to abide, I've been craving it. So here is my big fat permission for you, sister. If you're anything like me, you wanna do it right. You wanna have maybe a checklist on what to do or not to do. You want to like, okay, give me all the things. Let's make this a perfect, fun, amazing day. And this is the permission slip. It's not gonna be perfect. It's not gonna be right the first time. It's probably not gonna be right right a lot of times because right depends on you, right? It depends on what you make of it. And so these rules are not rules, oh my gosh, these tips that I'm going to encourage you with, I want you to hear them in like two different lenses, right? One, focus on relationship. As we're talking about Sabbath, as we're trying to create a Sabbath routine, your relationship with God is priority. It's first. It's why we're doing it. And then your relationship with others. So relationship is the thing that we are focusing on. And then here's another permission slip for you, friend. Make it work for you. When I was watching, or not watching, when I was scrolling through Instagram and like looking at this and reading this blog and reading this book and trying to figure out the best way to do a Sabbath, I was doing it in the lens of work and to-do list and perfection and how do you do it when really I've completely changed my mindset to be how can I take this incredible example that Jesus did and these amazing people did and how can I make this work for my family? How can I make it work for my life? Your family, your life is completely different than the other family next door who may also practice it, right? When we get so caught up in doing it right, we miss the point. And the point is relationship. It's not religion. It's not rules. It's not that sort of thing. It's relationship. So customizing a Sabbath to work for your life is so important. So as we talk about it, listen to with these like two lenses in mind. I want you to know that this is something that is a practice, right? We're practicing the Sabbath. And it's something that you have full permission slip to also change over time, to start small, to maybe just take pieces, chunks of the weekend, or a full day if that feels good too, and gradually change it over time as your life also changes and as your walk with Christ changes. Relationship, and then customizing it to you and your family. So, Let's move into some more. I have a scripture that we've all heard. And at first I was like, God, why does this not feel like it's in context? But I'm going to put it in context because he showed me. In in Ecclesiastes, everyone say that 10 times fast. Ecclesiastes chapter three, verse one, it's written that there's a time for everything under the sun, right? And finding time for Sabbath is included in that. Finding time for rest, for community with the Lord is included in that there's a time for everything under the sun. If the Lord did it, God did it, we should do it. However, it's a matter of priorities and the boundaries that we set. If something's not important, it won't happen. If we don't make it important, something else will replace it. If it's important, we will make a way. How many times is that? like the case for any other aspect of our life. Oh, you need food? I will find a way to put food on the table, right? 
there's a lot of examples we won't go into. But if it's important, we'll make a way. So we're going to decide right now as we're listening to this episode that, you know what, this is important. This is important. My soul needs it. My body needs it. My family needs it. I'm going to make this a priority. And what I want you to hear too is that planning a Sabbath as we go through this doesn't mean adding more stress to your life. I don't want that at all. Is it going to be an adjustment? May it be challenging at some times? Do we need discipline to do it? Yes, yes, and yes. But adding more stress is not the goal here. We want to create a space for God to rejuvenate our spirit, involve our family, and incorporate rest and abiding into our natural routine of life. In Psalm 46.10, he reminds us to be still and know that I am God. This can mean different things to different people, So I want you to tailor your Sabbath activities to align with your family's needs and spiritual growths. But being still is part of the Sabbath. So how that looks, that's fine. Just know that we're going to do it. And you're going to create a space for yourself and your family. And what I love about this is if you do have kids, if it's only you, then girl, you get to do this on your own. It's going to be great. If you have kids or a spouse or someone that you're doing this with, it's going to be conversation. And so I'm going to encourage you in just a minute to do that with them, like starting now. But remember that it's also going to be a rhythm for their life as well. So bring them into the conversation early. Okay, here are just a few tips that I learned to start practicing the Sabbath. Number one. We want to start with God first, right? And so I want to encourage you, the first thing to do is to find a family study or individual Bible study or a a Bible reading guide, like something to get into the word together with just you or whoever you're doing it with, right? This is my first tip because I feel like sometimes we can start a routine and focus on like, oh, I can't wait to rest and relax and do all this. And we miss the point. The point is to be with him. And I feel like that could be easy to do. So we're instead, we're focusing, okay, I want to spend time with the Father. What does that look like? Do I get to start it in worship? Spend an hour in worship? 10 minutes in worship? Do I get to then move on to prayer and spend intentional time praying? Am I going to read the Bible aloud to myself and my children? Or am I going to complement it with like a family devotional? I would go deeper than a devotional, but like a family study, right? Research it. Pick it out. Get excited that you get to do this. Pick out a study that you will be doing that you like that applies to this part of your life. Or maybe it's something you want to learn more about God, like the different characteristics of him or, or Jesus's life. This is also, like I said, a super fun way to involve the kids or your partner or whoever's doing it with you. And it will also help to set the intention. You can set up the intention of what the Sabbath will look like for your family, for yourself, by focusing on God first. So we're going to pick his stuff first. (laughs) His stuff, you know what I mean. Um, You get to decide how that looks. And I love that... This tip is just super easy. I'm giving you lots of choices. The Bible, devotional, reading out loud, worship, prayer. Like just figure out something. And guess what? You can also change it up. If one morning on your first Sabbath, you're like, I want to do prayer and then worship and then the word, do it. 
If the next week you're like, I want to just spend two hours in the Word, girl, please do it. It's so fun, right? So remember that we're not just taking a day off, but instead we're learning and choosing to abide in Him, to rest in Him, and to get to know Him deeper. Number two, my second tip, is to block off the day and get excited. Like we talked about it a second ago, if it's not a priority, it's not going to happen. And for my life right now, we're in fall season almost. Lord Jesus, please let Tennessee know that it's fall. (laughs) But we have started back homeschooling. We have started our fall sports. So I have friends that do, some of them do Sabbath on Saturday. But for us, for my family right now in this season, we have basketball and football or baseball and football games on Saturday. And so we are deciding to do them on Sunday. But in the past, when we had a church plant in California, Sundays were actually super busy because we were like putting on church (laughs) and doing church services. And so that day wouldn't have worked back then. And we probably would have chose to do it Saturday in that season. Or I have friends who are in law enforcement families. And so their spouses work like all the time. They work weekends, but they have Tuesdays off. So Tuesdays are their days. I don't care what day it is that works for your family. Decide what works for everyone who's doing it and then literally block it off on your schedule. I'm talking about put it in the Apple calendar, put it on your Google calendar, set your remote, like, what is it called? Like the work thing that says you're not here, whatever it's called, email. Set clear boundaries. Decide when your Sabbath will begin and when it will end. And communicate these with your friends and family or anyone who would normally see you those days. Once again, once you pick a day, block it off from the outside world. I said for 90% of the time, like no appointments, no work, whatever. But I say 90% of the time because there might be something that comes up, a birthday party, a celebration, a vacation, something, and you decide as a family that, you know what, we're going to take time and do this today. We're going to celebrate so-and-so, we're going to vacation, whatever that looks like, right? So... Or maybe sometimes like we want to go explore a new farm. Us, I'm talking about me. Like sometimes I'll like, there's a new farm or there's a new thing, a waterfall to go check out. And so we'll decide to do that together as a family. And that's okay. For the most part though, we are setting off our boundaries and blocking off our schedule basically to the outside world. (laughs) But remember the scripture as you're doing this. In Matthew 12 verses 11 to 12, he said to them, If any of you has a sheep and it falls into a pit on the Sabbath, will you not take hold of it and lift it out? How much more valuable is a person than a sheep? Therefore, it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath. As we read different um, chapters of the Bible, we'll see that sometimes the Pharisees call out Jesus for doing miracles or working on the Sabbath. Friends, that is not us. We are not here to be religious. We are not here to take up a religious spirit. In fact, we rebuke that in the name of Jesus, but we are here to create a new rhythm. And so understanding that rhythms take boundaries, they take priority, they take actions that we have to do to protect that sacred time, but we're not doing it out of religion. We're doing it out of a relationship. We're doing it because we are choosing to deepen our relationship with Jesus and to listen when he says to take a Sabbath. Jesus highlights the value of compassion over rigid rules. So find creative solutions, such as involving the family um, to prepare for Sabbath, designating a specific portion of the day or the whole day. Be creative, be flexible, but set the boundaries and block off the day and get excited. Tip number three I have, it says, 
make sure that you include actual rest. You're probably like, duh, Sam, I can't wait. But no, seriously, like take a nap, <laughs> relax, read a book, go for a nature walk, do the thing that fills your cup. Like you've spent time with the Lord, you've done scripture, you've worshiped, you've prayed, bring him along with you on the walk. Bring him with you while you read a book. Go lay in the sun. Like whatever part physically fills your body with rest or take a nap, <laughs> um, do that. Include that in your Sabbath day. This isn't just a day where we just, I don't know, I feel like do keep ourselves busy with like holy, we're not supposed to be busy, busy things. Like you can actually take a nap. So here's your permission slip to go take a nap. But part of the reason we block off the calendar is because we do live such busy lives and something or someone always needs us during the week. But a fun part of the Sabbath is because we've already blocked off the day. We're like not available to everyone else is actually resting in him, which we're doing through scripture and reading and prayer and things, but then resting our physical bodies. The Bible is full of stories that emphasize the importance of rest. Like in Exodus, you will see in chapter 16, you'll see that God provided manna to the Israelites in the wilderness because they wanted to, he wanted to teach them to trust in his provisions. And the same in different way, Mark in chapter two, Jesus teaches that the Sabbath was made for humanity not the other way around. These might be cool stories to even dig into really as you start your Sabbath journey. Like what did Jesus talk about? When did he talk about Sabbath? Where did God show up for giving us rest? When has he been fully provider, right? So dig into some of those stories, but make sure you actually include rest. Number four, and my last tip, because again, I'm not trying to give you more rules or regulations. These are just things that I've done a lot of research on and I found that they're super helpful to in order to start and implement this. This one is probably my most helpful tip, honestly. It is to prepare in advance. In order to like fully embrace your Sabbath, it's helpful to prepare certain things in advance. For example, meal plan, meal prep, prep deal meals, or if you're making like spaghetti on Monday, make an extra back free an extra batch and freeze it and you can have it for your Sabbath meal. Or cook little things extra days so that you have food that day. Go grocery shopping the day before, right? Whatever it is, you can focus on rest rather than spending too much time in the kitchen. Me, as a mom, as a woman, it's super easy and I even enjoy it. So I could even make the excuse like, oh, well, I enjoy this. This is fun for me to make you guys dinner. But really, dishes aren't fun. Cleaning up after isn't fun. So do some little bit of grocery shopping, meal prep, whatever, to make sure that you're not spending the entire day in the kitchen. Uh, technology detox, consider limiting screen time during your Sabbath completely or a lot. Tell your friends and family, you won't be available unless there's an emergency. So you can disconnect from the outside world, from digital distractions, from all the things. But again, if this means that I want to watch a movie with my children on the couch, all four of us, six, there's six of us, all six of us and not like not include our phones, just to watch a movie. I'm down for that too, right? Make it work for you. But I would say get rid of the phones, even if it's just for that one day. Another one could be delegating responsibilities to your family, to your partners, or if it's just you, then do some of these responsibilities earlier in the week. Delegating tasks or responsibilities that could possibly interfere with the Sabbath. So you might need to help with like childcare during the rest of the week, or maybe you, like I said, with the cooking, maybe you need to fill up gas on Saturday 
So you're ready for work on Monday because you're skipping Sunday, right? So whatever that looks like, just delegate some responsibilities so things are taken care of, but not on Saturday. And lastly, don't forget to create a restful environment. Clean your house. For me, I have to clean my house before I have to sit in my house because not having a clean house makes me go crazy. And so I would want to clean, right? You get it? So like, whatever that is, create a restful environment. If it means cleaning up, doing chores beforehand, um... If it means lighting candles, playing worship music all day, whatever it is, make your space reflect the intentions of the day, okay? Mostly, I guess this is my last overall tip, but give yourself grace, friend. Remember that it's actually about him. It's not about rules. There's no brownie points for doing this perfectly. And Sabbath is a gift that we get to utilize to remind us of our dependence on God to take rest, to take abiding in him seriously. I promise you, once you implement this and you're consistent and you get into a rhythm and you start creating these holy rhythms, it'll change your life. It'll change your walk with God. It'll change the peace. You're exchanging the fear and stress, anxiety, and trade of you're getting his peace and joy and love that's just overwhelming. And so do this. Try it. Try it with us. As we wrap up, though, I do want you to remember that embracing Sabbath isn't about perfection. It's about intention. And by setting aside this time, we get to nurture our relationship with Jesus and experience the rest that he promises. In Matthew eleven twenty eight, I'm going to leave you with this. He says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Can I get a yes and amen, friend? I don't know about you, but I am ready to trade my heavy, heavy <laughs> burdens for some of his easy yoke. And I cannot wait to implement that and do that on all of these Sabbath days and these holy rhythms that we're creating with family. Friend, as you try this, I would love if you could message me on Instagram at Abundant Women Co. Uh, send me a message on Facebook, write in our community. If you're not in our free community, get in there. But I would love to hear one, if you do practice Sabbath, what does that look like for you? And even share, like, what is your best tip that you have found doing it for your life and your family? And then if you haven't, commit and tell me to start with me and let's do it together. All right, friends, until next time. Friend, I hope you were blessed by this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Before you go, quick things. One, can you follow us on social? I would love to get social with you. Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube all have the username Abundant Woman Co. Come say hi. Also, we have a free Facebook community that has women just like you building community going after Jesus and just making connections. Come join us there. I can't wait to meet you. And last, I would love if you could screenshot this episode and share it on your socials for a chance to be featured. Until next time.